Sony. Hello, Canada. Today's date is April 15th, 2022. It is Tony in Saskatchewan. We have a special edition of Canadian Common Sense today, an interview special. And what a special interview this one is going to be. This is what we have with us. Um, you may have heard of the website, canadamarches.ca. If you have not, you should definitely check it out so that you can meet this individual. And if, and if you haven't heard of this individual, well, he is marching across Canada for your freedom, so you probably should check him out. You know him as that, that Canadian soldier marching across the country, and now you get to know him as James Top. Uh, Mr. Top, first of all, welcome to Saskatchewan, and thank you for joining us on Canadian Common Sense. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, thank you uh, for having me on the show. Well, it's great to have you, and I want to take this opportunity to say thank you very much for your service to the country. You've spent a lifetime taking on debts that none of us can repay, so thank you very much. Uh, no, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. I think uh, I've said this before to a lot of independent um, uh, podcasters and, and journalists and YouTubers and the like, and I think it's going to be shows like this that ultimately get us out of this situation we're in. Well, you know, I could actually not agree with you more on that one. So, uh, so let's talk a little bit about yourself. Um, you started your march in Vancouver. Is that is that where you where you call home? No, actually, uh, I moved back out to British Columbia after uh, I had done my uh, <clears throat> I completed my uh, my stint in the regular army in uh, 2019. Spent an additional year out there in the reserves and moved back to British Columbia and um, in 2020, and I bought a home in Hope. Hope, BC. Hope, BC. That, that's a beautiful little area of BC, too. So, uh, yeah, it is. It rains a little bit more than I would like, but hey, yeah, that's BC for you. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it is a great place to live. So, uh, all right. So now you're you're marching across the country because you want to raise some awareness, and you're also on your way to Ottawa. So, um, well, we probably should take this back, sort of, to the background of why you've been been forced to march in the first place. So everybody in this world knows we had a pandemic two years ago, it was declared. And I'm not sure if you were part of this team, but we did have active service members of the Canadian Armed Forces serving in long-term care homes, helping out some of our seniors, unvaccinated, and that's going to be important later in the conversation. So you were, you as in the military, were unvaccinated, taking care of seniors in long-term care homes, taking the risks without vaccines and then no, I, I wasn't i wasn't part of that crew oh, okay no problem so i'll say you in general as the military then so yeah, uh, yeah. so it was it was great to have have the the military helping us out and unfortunately in my opinion government sort of just took it too far and decided now that we're now that they uh first they wanted to mandate we had to stay home and lock down then they decided to mandate people had to wear masks wherever they went. Then you had to just keep the six feet apart. And I don't know how much you've gotten to know the Charter of Rights and Freedoms over the past couple of years, James. But unfortunately, I've, I've read it on a weekly basis. And they, the government essentially shredded our Constitution. And it, at least the Charter of Rights, anyway. And it really, uh, well, it's really bothered a lot of Canadians, especially when it came to vaccine mandates. Now, uh... I'll ask you your position on this in a minute, but uh, our regular listeners, you know that I am very much a, a libertarian, conservative type, and 
vaccine mandates or mask mandates or really being told to do anything really gets my back up, probably because I grew up in rural Alberta and we're certainly used to doing our own thing out there. And so I'm not necessarily opposed to getting a vaccine, but because I'm opposed to being told we have to get a vaccine, that makes me an anti-vaxxer. And I think a lot of Canadians have been painted that way completely unfairly. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, um, my my overriding issue with uh, with the whole thing is um, just that um, I, I don't believe that the government um, <clears throat> has the right to tell me how to be healthy. Yeah, exactly right. And on this show, um, it's funny because um, I'm sure you talked to some other of the independent media as well, and who were immediately labeled conspiracy theorists when we said we just want to wait and see if this vaccine actually works before we try it ourselves. And my co-host Lewis and I have gone on a lot saying that, yeah, we just wanted to wait, then we were called conspiracy theorists, and then six months later we're proven right. And that's happened way more often than it should. Now, uh, I know for my situation, all I had said was, I wanted to wait to get a Canadian-made vaccine and got called all kinds of names. And then we were told, take the first vaccine available. Well, that was AstraZeneca, and that didn't turn out very well. And that right there, is, to me, was the rub, is that why couldn't we just wait and see if these bloody things actually work before we you know, start sticking them in our arms? Yeah, I mean, ultimately... <clears throat> I have my my own uh, my own views on on the on the vaccine itself. Like I'm not really here to discuss uh, vaccines in general. Um, I, I would really like to just get to you know why I'm doing this, and it has to do with that kind of overbearing government um, behavior. This these these policies that have been put into place, not just with vaccines, but in general. And um, what we have now is a divided society that, um, uh, and, and this divide has been created by fear, this incessant fear-mongering about, um, you know, the pandemic. Yeah. So it, this is really my, my issue with all of this is that um, my background, I spent my entire life in the armed forces I transitioned to the reserves in 2019. Uh, that enabled me to get a career in the public service working for the RCMP as a civilian. So what happened in November of, the, of last year was that um, these mandates were put into place requiring federal government workers to, to have um, or to, to disclose, number one, a medical, a medical report that should be kept confidential number one, uh, number two, to, to submit to this treatment. And uh, like I said before, it wasn't so much the treatment that I have an issue with. It's this, it's this ham-fisted government policy that I, I have an issue with. Well, so, sure, yeah, and let's actually, let's tie right into that because that's, uh, that, that's the meat on this bone here is the fact that right. the, uh, it's the government who, is, who has said, and, and we all heard, Canada, we all heard Justin Trudeau in the 2021 election railing on and really equating the, the unvaccinated with lepers and uh, 
calling the unvaccinated all kinds of names and demanding that you, you know, if you want to get on a plane, you want to get on a train, you will have to take these vaccines. You want to leave the country, you will have to have these vaccines to get back in or the PCR test or the quarantine. And I mean, the quarantine hotels were enough of a disaster on their own. But it's, um, yeah, you're absolutely right that it's, it's divided society and... In my opinion, this country has never been more divided than it is right now. And I think that I that really hit home for me. And, I, and I'm thinking this might have had some motivation for you, too, is when the, uh, the Freedom Convoy started rolling into Ottawa and the absolute groundswell of grassroots support they got. Um, did that sort of, uh, you know, factor into your decision to make this march at all or? Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, just to back it up a little bit, as of November, I was placed on leave without pay. Um, with with my federal my public service job and and then not long after that I was told I was going to be released from the armed forces where I was serving as a reservist. Oh my god! Because of because of my failure to follow the chief of defense staff directive on on this vaccination policy, right? So that was all so, federal workers. Like anybody who was employed by the federal government had to have vaccines. Is that the was that the policy? There there was exemptions. Um, that you could apply for uh, religious exemptions, which I didn't feel that I should have to do where anyway. But basically, that was the policy. As a federal government worker, you were required to have these vaccinations, but uh, and disclose your vaccination status. So this is two things that I had an issue with. And then within the armed forces, it was the same policy because the, the Department of National Defense. Um, also applied the federal government policy to the, all the all members of uh, the Canadian Forces. So that, okay. that was two things that happened to me last year that were that hit me pretty hard psychologically speaking. And um, to be told that I was going to be released from the armed forces, you know, on this item five F, which is which is when you read the regs, it's a failure. Or, sorry, an inability or an unwillingness to change a behavior, and my behavior was not not uh, following the chief of defense staff order. Yeah, so, that's true. That, you know, that's well, awful. Yeah, and then uh, I had, you know, not a lot of uh, people, I think, were aware of that particular policy. Um, so what happened was uh, I had to... Uh, Like, I do receive a pension for my time in the right force, excuse me, <clears throat> and that was paying my mortgage, but I still needed a source of income. And I ended up having to get a job as a tow truck driver, which really opened my eyes to, uh, to what the Canadian public, because myself as a, as a member of the armed forces and then a public servant, you know, I was kind of uh, in the employ of the government, not really realizing what the Canadian public had to do for a living. And I came to the realization as the Canadian public that pays for the federal government. I mean, I had that realization before, of course, but I never really experienced it myself. So when the truckers went to to Ottawa, of course, I was inspired by that. But I was also outraged at their treatment because of this realization that uh, this is a group of people who came together to voice their concerns Stand, stand against uh, stand against the, these policies, and they were treated 
they were ignored and um, insulted. Oh, they absolutely so, were, yeah. Along with all, uh, all of that kind of combined, um, you know, led me to these, uh, to this, to, to, to carry out this, uh, this journey. Oh, it's excellent, and I'm uh, certainly glad you're doing it. I know on the on the vaccine, like I'm glad you used the words disclosing your vaccination status because that was what I had at my work. And I remember when we had the meeting about it, I said exactly what you said, being that that's our private medical information that normally you'd have to get a warrant in order to get, but yet now you're just asking us to tell you outright. And I just I don't I didn't think that was right, and. Um, and yeah, I think the Freedom Convoy actually inspired a lot of Canadians. Like myself, I've been in the trucking business 26 years, and uh, seeing that convoy going across the country, I was never more proud to be part of the family, honestly. So, um, right, right. You know, so I'm, I'm glad that it inspired you to go on your march as well. So um, when did you actually start, uh, start on your march? Yeah, I started on February the 20th. <laughs> Excuse me, I just I just came off the march actually, so uh, I'm a little uh, my my throat's a little dry, but yeah, no I, problem. I came off. Um, I started on February the 20th out of Vancouver. I'm not like I'm sure if your your listeners are aware or, or not. I made a very public statement in full uniform at a rally, <clears throat> indicating my um, you know tell, basically telling the Canadian public that uh, I was going to carry out this endeavor. So that was on February the 12th. Made the decision to leave on um, February the 20th. I uh, left from Vancouver uh, at uh, the Terry Fox Memorial, just outside of BC Place. And um, and that's where I started. So we're at day 55 right now. I just finished. Um, I just got through the town of Herbert, Saskatchewan. And um, we're on our way to Moose Jaw. So... This has been uh, quite the journey. Um, uh, I think we're past like 1,600 kilometers or 1,000 miles. Uh, and um, uh, the, the support that I'm seeing, um, you know, like, I mean, it's hard to describe, but I'm sure you're familiar with the territory between um, Swift Current and, uh, and Moose Jaw. I am. You know, it's uh, not exactly urban area, but I still, you know, we still have folks driving up and pulling over and, and offering their support and encouragement. Um, you know, I, I was uh, uh, offered accommodations in Swift Current by a family who opened their homes to us. And um, since I started this, the outpouring of support for this, uh, for this thing has been amazing. So there's... <clears throat> Since I made the announcement back on the 12th, I, I got in contact with a number of, of people who expressed an interest in joining me. And uh, that's how it turned out to be, like, you know, for I initially conceived as a one-man show to now there's 10 of us. And, um, you know, uh, we, all play, we all play a role in this. And, uh you know, primarily I'm the principal marcher, but everybody else is also taking turns marching or, or in a supporting role. So, oh, that's, that's uh, fantastic. Yeah. Now, and, uh, and, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say it's been uh, it's been um, a, a really eye-opening experience just to see this kind of uh, like I never. It, it, 
it exceeded my wildest expectations. I, I kind of imagined that maybe some folks would be interested and maybe nobody would be interested, but I never really imagined that, you know, this is the kind of uh, perception I would have. But then again, it's the volunteers, um, the folks on the ground who are with me, and then it's also the volunteers online who are, you know, are managing the website and the, and the social media platforms that are really helping, you know, let people know what I'm doing and where I am. Well, that's fantastic. And, uh, of course, Canada and our audience here, I don't think anybody's surprised that, that you're finding people who are offering you a room in their home for a night and whatever, because that's just what Canadians do when we take care of each other. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that's still going on. Now, uh, so how many how many kilometers a day do you march? Well, we had been uh, running into you know just just with the terrain and various issues with our feet and stuff. Um, in the early days, we weren't quite getting the the kilometers in, but typically we were getting about you know thirty to forty kilometers in a day. Wow! And um, what we realized coming into swift current was that we weren't going to meet our target date of, you know, near the end of June if we didn't start increasing the kilometers a day. So just today we did 48. So that's probably going to be our new benchmark, you know, between, you know, 45, 50 kilometers a day. That is amazing. That's, wow. That, I can't even, I can't even fathom that. I mean, that's, I couldn't do that in a week. So... So good on you for. Yeah, you could. Well, maybe I guess if if the cause was right, but yeah, that's amazing. I commend you for that. That's uh, an awful lot of miles you're putting on your feet. So, um, so have you heard from uh, your your fellow Canadian soldiers? Is there any any support from your your former colleagues? Absolutely. Um, it's a it's a tricky situation because I know a lot of a lot of fellows who are still serving, who are probably a little bit. Um, how do I put it, trepidatious about, you know, open support due to the environment that we're in right now. Like, uh, and by, you know, so, but I do hear from a lot of vets who are, um, who are joining groups such as Vets for Freedom and they have expressed the desire to meet me in Ottawa because um, what's going to happen when I get to Ottawa, like this was, a, this was kind of a personal journey in that, Within the veteran community, <clears throat> I can't tell you how proud I was to see veterans standing up alongside with the truckers in Ottawa and then to see them being handcuffed and, and abused right right in front of the war memorial. That was uh, that's a that's a form of trauma that I don't think uh, I can't abide by. So I, I am marching to the war memorial on the tomb of the unknown soldier to pay my respects and and what we're going to do as a veteran community we're going to gather around that and repair that trauma and then um what's going to happen after that is what there's an ongoing process right now in the canada marches team we're reaching out to every member of parliament and um we are going to request their audience in ottawa in and around the end of june um, so that we can have a conversation about the best way to repair the damage that's been done to this country due to these um, due to these divisive policies. 
Well, that's fantastic. And I, you know, I couldn't agree more about uh, the actions in Ottawa of, of against a lot of our veterans. I remember, and the funny thing is, and this is something my co-host and I had noticed a lot, is that we learned what was going on with the convoy, and we were so supportive of the convoy because we looked at the YouTube videos, we looked at people who were posting on social media to find out what was going on. Because if you just watch CTV or CBC, then it was just, it was the Nazi convoy. But when you actually looked at for the people who were on the ground, we saw the vets around the war memorial sweeping snow away and cleaning the place up. And, you know, we saw people holding hands and singing and having a good time. And that's what the mainstream media was trying to hide from everybody. So it's... Uh, yeah. It's, that's really, I'm really glad to hear that uh, yourself and a bunch of other vets are going to gather at the War Memorial. So um, I guess, what ideas do you have to, to fix the situation that's gone on? Or is it just a conversation you want to get started? Well, what I have, uh, the letter that I've sent is, or anybody can go and read this letter. It's at, I put it up on the CanadaMarches.ca uh, uh, website. Um, and, and what I... What I would encourage everybody to do is go and read it because I've basically outlined why I am doing this and then it includes everything that I just told you. But I've also taken it upon myself to speak on behalf of, of you know, fellow government employees and others who have been denied employment, paid employment, um, you know, who lost their businesses or been fired. Uh, you know, who have got damaged relationships. Uh, I'm also going to go there and speak on behalf of uh, those those folks in the federal government and in the Canadian Armed Forces who basically got their arms twisted behind their back because of threats made that they would lose their paid employment if they didn't accept this procedure. So... Um, that's that's the kind of thing that <clears throat> I'm going to have a conversation about, and and what the intent here is is that enough folks are going to see what I'm doing, and they're going to add their voice to mine, so that it just doesn't become a request for an audience for 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 these folks in the House of Commons now to demand, because this was the conversation that was meant to happen earlier this year and it didn't happen because those folks who went to Ottawa were ignored but I think it's going to be a bit harder to ignore uh, a group of veterans now demanding this conversation demanding that you know these mandates be uh, reconsidered and lifted and um, to you know in, in an attempt to repair this damage that's been done no Fantastic goals for sure. Uh, have, you, have you heard any any reaction from the government yet uh, to your march? Or yeah, um, it's an interesting dynamic that I've that I've I've kind of uh, it's opened my eyes in a lot of ways to this. You know, to the way our government works, and that I've sent out email letters and also letters by mail to uh, the member of parliament offices. And what I've discovered in conversations with uh, with a couple of retired members of parliament is that there's this kind of back and forth that has to happen. Kind of like, uh, I imagine, you know, this is like uh, table tennis. So 
I send an email, I get a, I get a response back from uh, a secretary or, or an aide, and then I send another email back to them requesting to speak to the member of parliament. They send another one back to me. So there's this kind of back and forth as they try to establish exactly who I am and what I'm about and whether or not I'm going to be worth their time. So that's where we're at right now. So to answer your question, um, I have received a couple of tentative responses from, you know, secretaries and, and, and um, the, you know, communication officers, so to speak. Yeah. The, and this is what has happened. We've begun this process of, of the back and forth now. Okay, yeah, quite often uh, when you contact your officials, their executive assistant gets back and decides if you're worthy. So, uh, yeah, keep it yeah, up. Keep yeah. keep on them for sure. That's great. Oh, 100%. 100%. So, um, so I don't I don't mean to sound rude, but I want to be blunt. Um, how are you paying the bills while you're on your march? Are uh, is there you know can people support you through your website or uh, are you getting some donations? I'm just curious. Yeah, absolutely. Well, initially I had not wanted to accept donations, and I made it very clear because you know I thought this was going to be kind of a one man show, and. Um, when I, when I went out and, and did the business, made the announcement in my uniform, the support that I got and the number of folks who wanted to, to be a part of this, you know, it turned out from, from me just doing it to 10 people. And uh, then it turned into us having a, um, you know, a, a, an RV that I, I kind of um, has been acting as a support vehicle on the road. Um, and then we have a safety vehicle, you know, so that while we're marching down, you know, the highway, I have a vehicle letting folks driving up behind us know that, you know, we're there. So just what, what I'm saying is that, yeah, I mean, I needed to accept donations to get, you know, to keep these vehicles fueled and to, to get fueling us in the form of food. Well, exactly. Yeah, so that's kind of what I was wondering what's about. happened is... Um, direct donations and like fundraising events that various groups are putting on for us as we pass through like smaller towns and stuff. That's how we're kind of funding this. I have not, you know, started a um, a GoFundMe or a Give Send Go because I, I saw what happened with the uh, yeah with the Freedom when Convoy. the Emergency Act was put on, and I didn't want to frighten people away. So, um, what, what's been working for us, because we're a small team, we have a fairly low overhead, direct donations are working, um, and, and these freedom groups that are putting on potlucks and stuff like that, that's getting us some funding as well, but you know, when we have to, we dip into our own funds. Um, there's, uh... There's also the accommodations aspect of it where we are like, um, um, been asking, you know, if there's folks who have the ability that to put us up or, or, uh, you know, fundraise and put us up in a hotel, we're asking for that because, you know, getting a, getting a good night's rest is vital to, to this, uh, to this endeavor that if we had had to rough it um you know 
we are, we wouldn't have got this far this fast. It's just this 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 whole thing has been um, a really amazing experience in that regard. So I mean, there's that way that that way folks are supporting us as well. So we've had um, been very fortunate to be contacted by. By, by folks who, who know which direction we're going and they're saying yes we got a farmhouse come stay with us or you know I got together with a group and we put we put money together to put you up in a hotel that kind of thing well that's fantastic and uh, it's not exactly warm outside at night so you really need do need somewhere indoors to be comfortable so so I'm glad the Canadians are stepping up now Canada if you go to canadamarches.ca you can actually track James's progress. So if you live along the Trans-Canada or along the route, you can see where James is. By all means, yeah. reach out and let him know that, hey, you know what, I've got a, got a spare bedroom for you. Or, you know, come bring four or five people to crash in your basement or something. Uh, you know, get out there and support James. He's, uh, he's, he certainly is, uh, has a good cause going on. So, um, yeah, well, it, it's also, I know it's important for folks too, because initially I never, I never absorbed the fact that this is, this means a lot to, to people. Like, um, I, every day, like consistently since this started, even in, even in these rural areas, you know, like we're in, folks come up and they are just so thankful and they're offering their appreciation um, to what we're doing and I know it's you know it, it's important to them to be a part of this so oh. well absolutely that's, yeah that's one of the things right I mean I really I mean I think you've picked up where the freedom convoy left off and um and actually we'll make that our our, our last question here here because I know we're coming up on our time here um do, are you concerned at all that, um, and these are my words now, that the uh, the Brute Squad will be, will be waiting for you in Ottawa? I mean, that was uh, really what cleared the truckers out. And do you are, do you have any concerns about about uh, you know the police state? Yeah, I'm I'm concerned, but I'm I'm not concerned. Like I mean, if they're there, and this if this is where we're at in this country, where somebody who has now traveled. Uh, you know, 4,300 kilometers on foot um, and, and to demand an audience with the government and, and if this is where we're at we're, um, I'm going to get arrested for that if that doesn't open people's eyes I don't know what will Well, um, um, am, am I concerned? Uh, not particularly if they're going to arrest me um, I, I'm going to go to jail with my head held high because I did the right thing Absolutely, you have. Yep, yeah, you couldn't have said it better there. And uh, I hope it does wake uh, the government up, Canada. Canada, I know you are awake, and I want to make certain that uh, we get your website out there again, James. It's canadamarches.ca, and you can track where James is going. And by all means, uh, if you're on the route that he's marching, if you've got family out there, let them know. Um, go out there and tell, thank James for what he's doing. And if you can you can help him out, get him a meal, get him a place to stay. Let's uh, let's make certain you get where you're going, James. Um, I want to thank you so much for continuing to serve this country. I think you're on your most important mission yet right now, and um, I want to wish you Godspeed, sir. Well, thank you, uh, Tony, and once again, thank you for what you're doing because I think this is important as well that um, at least folks got a you know 
an alternative source of information and um uh, you know that they can they can start thinking for themselves about things right that's what that's another thing that i think is important well absolutely yeah we bring them the facts out here and then we just uh we throw the opinion bombs later so uh james uh great meeting you today and um keep in touch i'd love to talk to you a little later on in your journey to see how things are going if uh if you're up for it yeah absolutely Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you, Canada, and we will talk to you again soon.